0: On this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock.
1: Google has a vital new update coming to its algorithm next year.
0: Advertisers may discover new ad types when they log into their Google Ads account. We find the one thirty under 30 list that doesn't exist. Deadbeat bird dads. We learn creative strategies for opening beer bottles or slicing your hand off.
1: And these two maniacs didn't know about the fabulous cookies formerly served up on Delta Airlines.
0: Fabulous is a stretch. All on today's show
2: marketing o'clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news a proud part of the search engine journal podcast network we record every week from the cypress north studios located in beautiful buffalo new york tune in to our critically acclaimed famous friday news show for insights updates rants and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you If you want to follow along, just check out our show notes or head over to marketingoclock.com for all of the links from today's articles. And please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode.
0: Hey there, I'm Christine
3: Zernheld, A.K.A. Shep. I'm Jess Bud,
1: And I'm Greg Finn.
3: And it is officially Marketing O'Clock.
0: Here on May 29th, 2020.
3: Remember, you can catch our
0: famous Friday news show each and every Friday morning.
1: All your digital marketing news from the week.
0: Powered by the digital marketing community.
3: And if you want to join the conversation, hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock everywhere.
0: And just a quick housekeeping note here. We are working on a video solution that we can do from home that won't compromise audio. So you guys can look forward to that coming soon. And that video will be on the Search Engine Journal YouTube channel. So go ahead and subscribe today.
1: And we're there right now without, without without video. We just have the audio there. So if you like it on YouTube, you can get there anyways. Go subscribe.
0: Exactly. So how was everyone's long weekend? Did you guys do anything fun?
3: Stayed home, man. <laughs> it was too hot for the baby, so we even stayed inside. It was
1: very uneventful. What about you guys? I decided to go a little bit wild this weekend. Ooh. And I stopped shaving my face. And it's a catastrophe <laughs> whenever that happens. And so I can't grow the side of the beard, and I can't connect the mustache to the goatee or the, what, what's the bottom part called, called uh, the chin strap part? no
0: it's beard i heard a horrible name for the part under the lip
1: oh i know what that is it a rhymes and I, oh you never okay. heard that before
0: i think it's disturbing
1: i thought you were gonna say something else
0: oh i get i don't know the other bad one i guess okay well
1: anyway i look like a like a design i look kind of like a, a villain in an eighties movie. But my wife was my wife was just looking at me, and she's like, "This is disgusting. You look disgusting." And so my goal is to keep it to next week when we get video back, so you all can judge me. But she made a funny comment. She's like, "You you look like Jeff Foxworthy." What? <laughs> and I started dying laughing. <laughs> do I look like Jeff Foxworthy with my facial hair? Um, no, I can kind of
0: see it. He and
1: no. All right. Well, what's up with you, Chef? I you didn't do that?
0: realize that that growth was only from this weekend. That's like pretty impressive i think by I, next week you're gonna be like a real lumberjack
1: i can't grow the sides though i can't like I'm, i can't be the brawny man i can't do that
0: well we'll see next week does the brawny man um, have facial hair actually i don't think he does because uh, <laughs> the one in plaid yeah it's
1: a good point. i was thinking the plaid meme guy that's looking back and smiling you know that plaid meme guy no no, <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: Um, my weekend was fine. It was a million degrees here in Buffalo. I turned on my air conditioning. I went on a bike ride, and my tire blew about four miles from my house, and I had to be rescued by my in-laws. It was just great.
3: I feel like you left out an important detail of that story, Shop.
0: What was it? It
3: was your anniversary. Oh,
0: it was my anniversary.
3: <laughs> that happened to you on the first anniversary of your wedding, which was one of the best weddings, probably the best wedding I've ever been to, so mm-hmm. way to live up to the memory.
0: Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, so that was exciting. So who are our sponsors this week? This week's
3: episode of Marketing O'Clock is brought to you by Ahrefs. Ahrefs is an all-in-one SEO tool set that gives you the tools you need to rank your website in Google and get tons of search traffic. If you want to learn more, check out their blog or YouTube channel for step-by-step SEO tutorials.
0: They have a seven-day trial for only $7, so head over to ahrefs.com to sign up today. That is A-H-R-E-F-S dot com.
1: And today's show is also sponsored by Optio. Optio is a tool for your Google Ads account. And the way I like to think of Optio is everybody here knows how to cook, right? You know how to prepare food. Maybe. (laughs) And you can eat it, but it kind of sucks without the spice. And Optio is that spice that makes food come to life. It makes your Google Ads account come to life. And we're going to talk about a few of those features a little bit later in the show.
0: And right now, our listeners can get a six-week free trial of Optio. Go to optio.com slash sej. That's O-P-T-E-O dot slash sej to claim your free trial.
1: Thank you to our sponsors this week. We're going to talk about some of those features a little bit later. And first up, we've got big news from Google today. The Algo is going to get some fresh new data to chew on about page experience metrics. This is something that will be incorporated not in the near future, but coming probably in 2021. We'll get to that in a moment. But it is about the experience on a page. And so you might be asking, how do we we know what a good page experience is? And more importantly, what is Google looking for when they say page experience? It starts with what is vital. Literally, guys, literally was vital. And that's the core vitals from the web vitals announcement earlier this month back in episode 121. Oh,
0: wow. We- it's all coming back.
1: I'll coming back, and let me see if I can say vital a few more times. That's my new portal now. <laughs> um, but in case you didn't listen to our episode 121 where we broke down web vitals, there are three very important elements, and they go into this page experience metrics. And one of them is the largest contentful paint, and that's the perceived load speed from the point of the page load timeline, when the content is likely loaded. The second has to do with interactivity. It's the first input delay and it's responsiveness and quantifies the experience users feel when first trying to interact. And then it's the visual stability or and this is the cumulative layout shift. And this is the amount of unexpected layout shift of when the page has been loaded. So those are the, the main vital aspects and those are teamed up with the mobile friendliness of a site safe browsing aspect of a site, security of a site, HTTPS, and that there are no intrusive interstitials. Team up to make this page experience. And so from Google's mouth, they say, page experience signal measures aspects of how users perceive the experience of interacting with a web page. Optimizing for these factors make the web more delightful for users across all web browsers and surfaces. It helps sites evolve towards user expectations on mobile. So when is this hitting? Folks, I've got good news. This is not immediate. And they addressed that. And I I enjoy that. Like, don't do this in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) Try to make people pay to get hit all these vitals, right? So it will not happen before next year. So it's not coming in 2020. And they will provide at least six months notice before it's rolled out. So thank you, Google. Appreciate it. We don't have to scramble during a pandemic. Another hallelujah. Jess, something you can rejoice about. Ooh, I can't wait. And it's got a little flair like, hey, Finstradamus strikes again. Because <laughs> hidden in this article, they talk about page experience and the mobile top stories feature. So in case you didn't know, the top stories that showed on mobile emphasized AMP results. If you're a top story, you're AMP up until some of the COVID stuff hit, they stopped doing some things there. But basically, if you want to be a top story in the news, you need to be AMP. When they announced this, they said, "We, when we roll out the page experience ranking update, we will also update the eligibility criteria for the top stories experience. AMP will no longer be necessary for stories to be featured in top stories on mobile. It will be open to any page. Wow. And I love that. I just complained about this for like, you know what two weeks ago, I was like, we just need it to be open for everything. Why would you only have AMP?
0: And they just hid it in there,
1: it was at the bottom. I didn't see anybody talking about it yesterday when it was announced. I mean, it, it, the page experience and the ranking aspect is a big deal, but I saw that and I was like, you know, that, that, that just asked for this and you gave it to me. I love you didn't it. Listen to the show, it must be, but anyway, I, I was looking at the top story and it made me think of that, you know, the guy looking back meme. With no. <laughs>
0: how do you not know the guy guy with his girlfriend or yes he's
1: he's looking back at another another woman real live meme here the guy is top stories the blue woman his girlfriend is amp and he's looking back at the red woman page experience (laughs) we got to do that we got to do that and tweet it right
0: Business meme I like it that's great I'm happy for you (laughs) And next up, Discovery ads are now out of testing and available to all Google ads advertisers. Discovery campaigns quietly rolled out last month, and these are eligible to run on YouTube, Home, and Watch Next feeds, Discover feed on the Google search app, and in Gmail promotion and social tabs. I played around with these a bit to see what they were like because I haven't done it yet. And the ads are basically either responsive display ads or you can do a carousel version, which is cool and different but you target the same audiences and demographics that you would in another display campaign. I also noticed that they change up the audience expansion technique yet again in these discovery campaigns. It's just a toggle that says expand reach by 40%. So you can't like expand it and make it bigger or smaller. It's just set at 40%, which they just can't standardize that for us. So Google said discover feed has more than 800,000 monthly users. I don't think that's true. Greg is the only person I know that uses Discover.
1: I use it every, every hour of my day.
0: You're the only one.
1: And my wife uses it. Anybody with it that's a fin uses it.
0: I asked so many people today, Jess, you don't use it? No, I don't. I tried to use it today, and
3: I didn't care about any of the stories.
0: Nobody goes and searches in the Google app. They use their web browser. Like, I, I still don't get it. I want to be on board for this and be excited, but I just don't get what all the fuss is about.
1: Anybody with a pixel uses discover feed
0: because you you would open that before chrome it's like...
1: baked in you swipe left you get to discover
0: okay you can't so that's what it. it is well i don't have that and my well, favorite...
1: get a new phone Chip. <laughs> what do you want me to do about it
0: i'm fine with my phone i mean my stories were interesting a lot about like disney world reopening andy cohen has lots of cozy plaid decor in his west village apartment Miley Cyrus and boyfriend Cody Simpson now have matching mohawks. All the hard-hitting news I I need, I guess.
1: Anything about dirty dolls on Facebook Marketplace?
0: <laughs> no, not at all because that would be my Facebook app which I guess everyone is saying Google is coming for Facebook with these Discover ads. So there's actually a quote in the article which I thought was really funny and they have the head of acquisition at m&m direct and it says we were quickly able to scale our social media campaigns to discover ads unlocking new audiences and driving great performance i just think the people that are on facebook are going to stay on facebook
1: yeah i think i think they should get that that the red one and the yellow one and go deliver a c indeed i and i direct don't you think
0: I wasn't sure if we were going to get a candy joke from you or a rapper joke from Jess. Oh. I was like a candy rapper.
3: <laughs> of course. But you meant guy well, I'm looking at the notes though and I see it spelled out. It's not spelled like M&M like Marshall Mathers, so whatever. Yeah, it's the whole word.
0: Anyway, these are cool. I guess if you're on your Google phone and you want to use Discover, great. YouTube placements are cool. We'll see how these do.
1: All right. Something else that is a cool, in my mind, item from Google is new retail category reporting. And it's a beta. If you do any kind of shopping specifically, um, this might be right up your alley. In Google Ads reporting before you could do a lot of different sorting based off of your feed specifically. So me, I'd look at product types, look at the level and say, I want to look at product level one and I want to break it down, look at two, three, but it's all based off of your feed itself. So you need to program all that. Do, Do you guys follow me on that? You need to, in order to see it previously, you need to look at what was in your feed, the way the feed was broken down. Okay. The new type of retail category Google is estimating what you are advertising and where that falls. So I took a look at some things, and Google automatically does it. And one of my products for a certain client said the retail category at the first level was home and garden. Then the second level was household appliances. The third level was climate control appliances. Then it went to fans as a fourth And then the fifth was desk and pedestal fans. It tries to figure out what the product is. It's not perfect, and you don't always get down to that fifth level. But it's really cool because when you are running off of your feed and looking at that data and reporting it, you're beholden to your feed. And so what Google's coming in, they're doing and saying, I want to take a look and take a guess as to where each one of these products fit. I'm going to put it in there. This is where I think you're advertising towards. And then you can break it down in that format. And the, prop, the, the, the real issue is feeds aren't perfect, especially when you're looking at massive e-commerce shopping campaigns. I mean, we've got campaigns with literally 400,000 products in there. And the feeds just aren't perfect as, as much to you try to clean them. It's just not possible. So this is really cool that Google can help to try to give you a different look, a different lens in order to break that down. I Love it. And hopefully we'll hear about it in a few weeks in a working hard segment. So I love that. Jess, do you know where a cat has to go if it loses its tail? What? uh, The vet? No, the retail store. Oh,
2: my
3: God. (laughs) That's funny. Terrible. No, that's funny. (laughs) Unforgivable. Criminal.
1: Criminal. I don't know.
3: I didn't get it. You stumped me. Get it? I see what you did there. (laughs) The
0: chef, no, stump. Oh, because tail? the tail's gone, so there's a stump. Yeah, it's, oh, if you have to explain weird. it, it's not funny.
3: <laughs> Eminem. All right, moving on. IGTV has announced some monetization options for creators. First and foremost of those is ads, y'all, which is great. So I'm just going to read what Instagram said about it because they put it best. They said, IGTV ads will initially appear when people click to watch IGTV videos from previews in their feed. The video will be mobile first and up to 15 seconds long. We'll test various experiences within IGTV ads throughout the year, such as the ability to skip an ad and make sure the final result works well for people, creators, and advertisers. So basically they're starting to roll this out with one format of ads and it may evolve throughout the year. going to be testing some things so that's really cool it's nice to see and as of now though ads will only be rolling out to an approved group of creators and even then not all content is eligible to be monetized so you can check the link in the show notes for more details on that but if you need to read it you're probably not on instagram's list the first time around sorry the other monetization feature that they announced is for live video on instagram greg i think you're gonna love this It's badges So you badges, badges, exactly. Kind of like stickers, but with a better name. Users will be able to support creators by buying badges that range from 99 cents all the way up to $5. But instead of just being a cute sticker by your name, not that they won't display by your name because they will, you actually kind of sort of get something for your money. If you buy a badge, you will, and I quote, stand out in the comments and unlock additional features, including placement on a creator's list of badge holders and access to a special heart.
1: Okay. I hate
0: anyone who does that.
1: I'm with you, (laughs) Shem.
3: I mean, whatever. It's good for the creators. They're going to make tons of money off of this. I think people like stickers and badges. But to me, it's just kind of like when you donate blood and they give you a sticker. But you also get all-you-can-eat Lorna Dunes. And I don't think that comes with these badges. So what?
0: <laughs> Trolls are going to pay to be more trolly. That's okay.
3: Person's still making money, right?
1: Are unlimited Lorna Dunes good, a good thing or a bad thing?
3: I think a couple times a year when you donate blood. that's That's fine probably not good for your health otherwise but i mean they are the best they're like an underrated cookie
0: i don't think i've ever eaten one in my entire life because i've never given blood <laughs> <laughs> name
3: it. you can buy them at the store but nobody does it's just a shortbread cookie
0: you're good
1: it reminds sure. you. it reminds me of biscoffs you know like the only time i've ever had a biscoff cookie is on a delta flight what
3: is a biscoff is that like a delta branded cookie i've never heard of that how dare you sorry
1: Shep, you know what I'm talking about.
0: No, I don't. Oh
1: goodness. Everybody's rolling their eyes. Let, me, let, let let's all take a minute and collectively roll our eyes at Jess and Shep.
0: Oh, I recognize these now. I think I know Biscoffs more than Lorna Dunes. Really? Yeah.
1: Everybody knows Biscoffs. <laughs> the oh, only place you that. can ever buy them is free in the air. It's the weirdest business. It was and like Sky Mall.
0: They both Before, look like the whatever. kind of cookie that just like crumbles all over your lap and makes a mess
1: yeah because it's in a plane it's perfect oh, wait there's like a cookie butter of biscoff
3: i saw that it comes too. in a jar it's spreadable mm.
1: <laughs> well jot's here i'll get you a, a, a plane trip um, on delta so you can experience a biscoff where would you like to go
3: um i'd like to wait a couple months on that one yeah, you could probably <laughs> right. do it for
0: the price of a biscoff right now
2: yeah now it's time for this week's take of the week This is a Hashtag Fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you.
0: We simply deliver the take for your consumption.
1: We give no opinions. We don't influence.
0: You make the call.
1: And this week's take of the week comes from Giselle Navarro by way of Tom Rainer, by way of Reddit in the No Stupid Questions subreddit. And the subreddit, well, let's just start with the Reddit. The title of it was, Has Google Search gotten less accurate for anyone? Tom Rainer said, I'll just leave this here. But I saw this response, and it really resonated with me from Giselle. She said, it seems people just wanted a search engine and not a clairvoyant telling them what they actually meant to search for. And I resonated with it, like I said. I don't know if I have a better word than that. And I went through, and I, I loved what Giselle said. I looked at what people were actually saying on Reddit. Just one disclaimer, the no stupid questions subreddit isn't a bunch of SEOs, it's just people that use Google. This isn't, you know, industry people whining about stuff. And some of the things that jumped out to me on that subreddit was people saying Google has definitely gotten worse over the last couple of years. They're more bothered about sending you to places to have paid at the top rather than actual legitimate sources or anything. If you wanted to see people's actual – these are actual just, just human being non-SEOs, <laughs> so like actual human beings. But go check it out. We'll put it in the show notes. And I think any Google engineer should be reading this. Some people just want a bunch of listings so they can make the call.
0: And now it's time for this week's I See Why Am I.
1: Something you just might not have seen.
0: Maybe something you overlooked but you shouldn't have. This week's ICYMI comes from Espen Rausman at Espen Rousman on Twitter. We will have it in the show notes because I probably just butchered his name. My apologies. And he has a handy infographic of all the robots.tech status codes and the different things that they mean. And he also has attached to the tweet a whole article where he elaborates on the consequences of the different status codes. This is just a handy thing, I think, to bookmark for when you need it.
1: Give it a heart. <laughs> That's what it is on Twitter, right? It's not anything anymore. It's just a heart.
0: Can you give him a Biscoff?
3: (laughs) I'm still thinking about that. I feel like the reason I don't like the name is because Biscoff sounds like a soup
0: competition. It's probably (laughs) another language. Oh. (laughs) Okay, this is amazing.
2: Now it's time for this week's lightning round.
1: Pew, pew.
2: At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social.
0: This week's Paid Lightning Round is brought to you by Optio.
1: Optio is a tool that enhances your Google Ads account. It's like having an extra person on your team to give you insight, recommendation, and enlightenment on what is happening with your Google Ads account. Shep, how do you use Optio?
0: So like Greg said, Optio makes fabulous recommendations that are really gonna work in your accounts. And not only are they great, but they also give you all the information you need in Optio to decide whether or not you're gonna make, accept that recommendation or not. So for example, when they make a recommendation for a keyword that they want you to add from a search term, they give you a preview of the search engine results page for that search query that you would be adding to your ad group, and it has like the featured snippet, the ads that are there, the organic results, everything. It's like the live view, which I think is really helpful when you're making those decisions. So thanks, Optio.
1: To learn more and get a six-week free trial of Optio, go to Optio.com forward slash S-E-J. That's O-P-T-E-O.com forward slash S-E-J.
0: And we have a really short lightning round for paid this week. LinkedIn now lets advertisers customize their performance columns. This was originally shared by Elliot Shiner on LinkedIn and brought to our attention by power listener Andrea Cruz at Andrea Cruz 92 on Twitter. I don't have this in my account yet, so don't be surprised if you don't, but you're able to shift around your columns like you do in Google Ads or other platforms to customize it to your liking, which is really nice because... LinkedIn is always behind on everything and you didn't have it before. Also something you can find in LinkedIn is people I went to high school with and whether they made a 30 under 30 list. So be on the lookout for that.
1: <laughs> Did anybody make the list?
0: Oh, a couple people, like real estate, not friends.
1: Wait, you can make the list if you're of thirty under thirty if you're in real estate?
0: Yeah. Oh. I think there's a separate I think it was just a real estate list. Don't they have those for every industry?
1: I think I think they, they have do. like lists of lists.
0: Yeah, well,
1: I'm there's not probably
0: a, a list of 30 under 30 lists.
1: Yeah, I just didn't know they specialize in, like, here's a real estate one. Oh, they do. Cool. Do they have a digital marketing one? Look for yourself. John. I'm you sure they
0: do somewhere, and they probably do for every city. Yeah, I'll be on the lookout. I would just die to be on that list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have to be a LinkedIn person to be on the list, and I'm not.
3: Actually, so I used my Discover feed today, Shep, like we were talking about, and I couldn't find it, which is why I didn't mention it earlier. But now that you bring this up, one of the stories in there that I saw this morning was that it's actually embarrassing to be on LinkedIn. And it's like the one social network that people just really – I don't know how to put it. They're not themselves and they're an embarrassing version of themselves. And this was just one user's opinion, but I thought that that was really interesting.
0: Jessica, I saw the same article. I feel like we have the same Discover
3: feed and we're not Something like why being
0: on LinkedIn is painful.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I wish I could find it. I wanted to share it with everybody.
1: Because <laughs> everybody's a business meme of themselves. I've been talking about this for months. You Look created yours.
3: a business meme 10 minutes
1: ago with
0: that blue
3: shirt, red shirt lady thing. Yeah, but that's a good one.
0: (laughs) Greg's business memes are funny, but like I saw one today that I wouldn't think was a business meme until Greg explained his definition. And it was like this lady falling down a mountain, and there was a snake in the hole of the mountain, and then there was a man trying to lift her up, and he was being crushed by a boulder. And it was all about like how you never know someone else's struggle.
1: Yeah, my guess was going to be like all the adversity makes you tougher. And you'll never get a bruise after what you've been through. <laughs>
0: they're just <Wow>. like life. <laughs> yeah.
1: They're, they're dumb life. And you just see it like once a week, you see somebody with an iceberg meme and there's like the tip of the iceberg and it's like the result and underneath it and with the big part is like all the work. It's just so played out.
3: We need to we need to make a change. We need to do something with iceberg lettuce and throw that on LinkedIn and just see Ooh. if anybody notices. <laughs> just have it be the tip of the leaf and do everything else the
1: same. <laughs> I don't know if that slogan's gonna work. Yes.
3: <laughs> this week's organic lightning round is brought to you by Ahrefs.
1: Ahrefs is just like Optio, but it's for your website. It is the only tool you need if you are a webmaster and are looking for a performance. Hand to God, you guys know I don't lie. I don't even tell my kids about Santa Claus. I was. Don't about
0: a- him? That he's overweight.
1: I just don't talk about it in general because I I don't lie and I would never lie to our listeners. I was firing out href emails over to clients this morning because if somebody's like oh i don't like we don't have enough backlinks and i'm like every day like you guys are crushing it you're doing so good keep the content up keep it up keep it up and i just i'm like hey travis this is a good ratio here i swear to god so it gives you insights you couldn't imagine it surfaces everything you need jess how do you use hrefs
3: All right. So we've been talking all about the rank tracker lately and all the cool things you can do with it besides just tracking your rankings. So as you know, the tool tracks those rankings over time. It doesn't just tell you where you are today. So Ahrefs makes it super easy for you to then see those changes by allowing you to filter your report by keywords that have either improved in the rankings or in position or declined. And this is great if you're digging into a term maybe that you notice your competitors have been going after more aggressively lately or if you made a change on your site and you want to see how things are doing, it's great for things like that. So just another way that Ahrefs helps surface the
1: info you need when you need it. And they have a seven-day trial, only seven bucks. That's $7. That's 700 pennies. Head on over to Ahrefs.com to sign up. That is A-H-R-E-F-S.com to sign up today.
3: All right, Greg, what's happening in Organic?
1: Well, unlike Shep, I actually have to do some work here. And first (laughs) up, there are some new Google My Business attributes, three of them to be precise. And so Google's added the following attributes, and they're mainly around dining, you know, and one is curbside pickup. I guess it's not dining. Anybody can be picked up curbside. So curbside pickup, no contact delivery, and dine-in. So you'll be able to add that to your Google My Business. I like the no contact delivery. It'd be even cool like in the future once hopefully there's a cure and everything and, and vaccines and whatever. You just be like, hey, no contact experience at a restaurant. <laughs> like don't talk to me, you know?
0: I don't get how it even works. They just drop it off at your doorstep.
1: Yeah, you just say drop it off. Don't do anything. You pre-tip everything and, and all that.
0: Yeah, I wish you could do like no contact like family parties. <laughs> wow. on the invitation cocktail attire no contact
1: shots fired to the chefs of the world all right well google also noted that millions of restaurants had made changes to their dining attributes over the past two months hopefully uh, but the updates are available now and then again i'm gonna go finster we're gonna go into the future now i bet within two months we're gonna have the ability to put outdoor seating on Right? That
2: would be
0: nice, just in general.
1: I feel like people are going to really gear up towards that, and that's where there's going to be a lot of success is anything outdoors um, coming up here.
0: I love dining al fresco. I really miss it because I can't eat on my deck because of the bird nest.
1: Oh, yeah. They didn't <laughs> even that. hatch yet? She, backstory, Shep has a robin on her desk. Desk <laughs> on her deck.
0: <laughs> is it a robin? <laughs> it's not on
1: your desk. We're never getting work done.
0: Um, they have hatched, and I saw the most amazing thing. I thought all bird dads were deadbeats. But the mom was in the nest, and all of a sudden, a second bird came flying over with a worm for the baby bird. So, like, I think the dad is in the picture, which I'm just so happy for them. Um, but I also hate them because they're limiting my quality of life right now.
3: You should tweet about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, <Jess. laughs> all
1: right, next up, YouTube had been spotted in the wild testing, adding – Google search results into video search on YouTube. And this comes from 9to5Google by way of Reddit. And the example showed a search on YouTube, a bunch of YouTube results, and then a result from the web. And you could see the one result that they chose that matched that search on YouTube. And you could click search to open the query on Google and you'd be taken off of the YouTube app right over to Google. So I had a few thoughts. Again, this appears to be a test. This is not for everybody. But I had a few thoughts. A, I expect to see this in like antitrust lawsuits, this exact image that somebody found because you're just firing people off that aren't looking for Google results from your YouTube app. That's going to be problematic. And then two, WTH with the search. Did you look at that example of the search? The search was open beer with knife.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hope it's not a twist off. I hope to God.
1: But open beer with knife was a search on YouTube and they thought the best result from the web was open beer bottle with butter knife on lifehacker. The best result from the web should be your local EMS number. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? Opening a beer bottle with a butter knife.
3: It doesn't look like it's going well based on some of these video thumbnails.
0: Yeah. They're all like exploding. Like I was thinking somebody would just like use it and like, flick it up and open it but these people are like samurai chopping the bottles
1: Yeah, jess you're a beer professional how do you open a beer with a knife
3: you're not i don't think you're supposed to the safest way would probably be if it was a can you could just like stab the side but i think they make they make a tool for this it's called a bottle opener and they're like 99 cents and people give them away for free with their logos on them so can i
0: ask a question um while we're on the topic it's yeah. like, a twist-off beer bottle, like, not as good of a, a beer bottle? Why don't they just make them all like that?
3: I don't know if there's, like, a technical science answer to this, but personally, I feel like when you twist the cap off, it, like, it extra touches the part that you're then going to put your mouth on, and there's, like, a metallic taste left over, but I don't know if I'm being hypersensitive. I think you're
1: being hypersensitive. Is that an industry term? Extra touches?
3: <laughs> not in this day and age, it's not.
1: I know it from from some of the bruised beer I you have to have a certain set of machinery item twist the stuff back on and it's very easy to just put a clamp over it you lay a, kind of looks like a flattened uh, bottle cap over the bottle and there's a machine that just clamps it right on so
0: yeah okay, okay well it seems I'm more think... airtight also
1: but i I know nothing really
0: it's twenty twenty we should have all twist off beer and wine bottles Thank you for
1: listening <laughs> All right, something else going on in the world of listening is podcasts are even more back than they were last week and the week before. The week of May 18th to the 24th was up 5% for downloads and 4% for audience compared to the previous week. We had talked about that in general. There was a big dip in the end of March and April, maybe due to commutes, maybe due to the pandemic ravishing the world. Maybe that, but we're back. And we actually saw it with our numbers here on Marketing Clock. We can put a a little growth chart on our uh, marketingclock.com in the show notes. It is really interesting. We were way down. And this show actually takes a lot of work. (laughs) Like You just think we're kind of a pack of idiots here, yammering on. (laughs) It takes a lot of work to do this. And it's disheartening to see a huge 20% drop. But we're back. We are officially back and podcasts are back. So we'll throw that in the show notes. And the biggest gains came from comedy week over week. It was up 24%. And I was going to think, what are we? Are we business or are we comedy? Or are we like comedy that's not
0: funny? I think you come for the business and you stay for the not funny comedy.
1: I would agree. I like Do you listen to more comedy now? Or do you still listen to the murdery stuff?
0: I haven't given up my podcast habits at all this whole time. I've been so, you're still, so So just
1: so the listeners know you're doom and gloom twenty four seven.
0: No, I listen to a lot of comedy and I listen to some crime and I listen to some um comedy crime.
3: Words that came out of her mouth earlier this week, and I quote <laughs> I sent you an example from a Satan podcast.
1: <laughs> I, I was on that call. I heard it. <laughs> but I need to I need to go back. You said you listen to the comedy crime podcast. Yes, those are the uh, do, best do kind
0: ta- of podcasts. It's it's very limited that. right now. So, so like true crime or um my favorite murder like invented it. It's just like you have to find a way to joke about these horrible things without offending anyone. It's really hard line to walk. And then my other favorite is true crime obsessed, and they're these like theater people who talk about tr- true crime documentaries, and it's just amazing.
1: You told me to listen to that, and I did, and I enjoyed it. It was really funny.
0: I thought you said You're you good. didn't like it.
1: No, oh, there's one – I think it was – there's a, a guy and a girl. The the woman is super, super funny. Is that mm-hmm. the one?
0: Yeah, Jillian She's Pensavale. My,
1: it's like this podcast where you're funny and, and I'm the uh, wet blanket.
0: I don't know about that. He, Patrick Hines is not
1: a wet blanket. Okay. Well, here comes the wet blanket part of the show. Next up from Zenxer on Twitter, we're going to talk about AMP. And it appears that there was an error with AMP results in images. See, this is a wet blanket, chap. This is the wet blanket part of the show
3: it's not your fault it's the news stories you
1: can't help it okay well if it helps the example shown over on that Xanaxer had was the nyan cat that kind of like rainbow cat <laughs> what? so that's something i He's mean, a Yeah. there you go but in image search there was the example showed that people were unable to actually get to the site that they're trying to go to if they made it to image search. And if the page displayed was on AMP, you could not make it. I think this might have been know your meme. So this is what happens when you rely on other technologies that aren't your own. If you're not sending people to your site, it's not only worrisome, but in this case, at least for images, it could hamper your traffic.
0: (laughs) oh amp come on haven't we evolved past amp jokes never
1: (laughs) never 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 thanks jess all right and lastly here there's an update to the search console before it was called the speed report and now it's called the core web vitals report so you can read more about it yeah everything's going to vitals now i actually enjoy this with lighthouse it's labeled vitals with speed with search console. It's not speed report anymore. It's the core web vitals report. If they're taking the big step of, of making page experience, which is going to be partly powered by core web vitals, they're putting it everywhere and making it simple for people to find it. I don't hate that at all. So you'll be able to see that it's just a different name in your search console. And that's it, bud. All for organic. Let's get social.
0: This week's social lightning round is brought to you by the Search Engine Journal eSummit. The eSummit is a one-day must-attend event that is free for all access for the first 10,000 attendees. You can attend the eSummit on June 2nd from 10 a.m. Eastern to 8 p.m. It's going to be a day full of thought leaders, Googlers, and networking. This will be the biggest event of 2020 in the search space, so be sure to sign up today at searchenginejournal.com slash sej-esummit, or we will have that link for you in our show notes. Greg, what are you looking forward to at the eSummit?
1: Well, I'm looking forward to the whole day, but session-wise, one thing that sticks out to me is coming in at 12.45 p.m., and it's the latest Elise, and she's going to be talking about the International SEO Guide for E-Commerce, Optimizing Your Online Store to Rank and Sell Abroad. There's nobody better in the international SEO space than Aleda. And she has a great lineup there. But in reality, I mean that's session-wise. The E is a little different than other summits. There's gonna be yoga, mindfulness. I think they talk talking about growing a garden Ooh. at some point in there. You're gonna be learning it's like a whole day. There's some self-care in there. And I'm looking forward to Maddie Osman talking about how to make Chicago style deep dish pizza. So that's happening. (laughs) I feel like I'm just need a break. I'm gonna learn how to make pizza soup because that's what it is.
0: Oh, I like Chicago style.
1: It's you might like it. I didn't say you can't like it. People love it, but it's pizza soup.
3: Is there going to be a bisque off?
1: I mean, probably not. (laughs) Yeah, talk to Maddie about that. And shots fired over Dave Roar of Northside Metrics, who also has. A fantastic podcast, the business of digital, but he's a Chicago guy. I think he's a deep dish guy, but it's pizza soup, right? That's so so whatever, learn how to make pizza soup at eSummit. And the first 10,000 people are free. They're up to like 8,000 people now, completely free. So go sign up today. Don't even joke around. Don't think you're going to do it last minute. And if you do a day off, there's going to be a cost towards it. But again, it's free up till now. So just do yourself a favor, hit pause, go over, to com, You can't miss it. Sign up today. Secure a spot. All right. First up here in the social lightning round, Facebook has
3: announced a bunch of new tools for that hashtag WFH life. And that's work from home for all the hashtag haters out there. The most notable of which is workplace rooms. And it's kind of like the existing messenger rooms, but it's in Facebook's workplace tool, which makes sense for
1: work. I feel like WFH isn't even a hashtag. It's just... (laughs) part of the nomenclature now don't you think
3: kind of like lol
1: yeah just wfh but i always do wth by accident because that's our stupid segment (laughs) i I feel like it's both if you're
3: working from home you're also always like what the heck yeah like what's happening it's true (laughs) so if you are interested in adding workplace rooms to your wfh wth life major features include unlimited meeting times sorry zoom Screen sharing and being able to include people even if they don't have a workplace account, which is ideal because a lot of people out there don't. There's also the ability to lock the rooms, which in the physical world sounds kind of like HR's worst nightmare, but online, I think it makes sense. So that's a good thing. And next up, Snap is planning to allow developers to build simplified versions of their apps within Snapchat. So there could be some really cool opportunities on the horizon for app creators. And if we get more information, we'll be sure to continue sharing that. But get excited in the meantime. Something else on the horizon, maybe, are audio tweets. Apparently, this is something Twitter is considering. A member of their design team mocked up and shared, it's not like it's a secret, what it would look like. So you can head on over to the show notes if you want to see it. but I don't know guys maybe people take it seriously and actually use it but the idea of an audio tweet just scares me I don't have that much faith in humanity
1: are you still limited to 280 characters
3: I don't know how you would count that, especially if all they're posting are fart noises, because that's what I think is going to come out of this. <laughs> or like, you know, on, do you ever see on cops when somebody's getting arrested and they just use the opportunity in front of the camera to start rapping? I just feel like Never. this is going to be no. Never. <laughs> I've Never. seen it at least three times, maybe on live PD, not cops. That's funny. But like, I don't know. I just think that people are going to misuse this if it actually turns into a feature. I do so you like record the name.
0: your own voice.
3: Yeah, And you like you can play it back.
0: Yeah, no thanks. It seems, it's,
3: I I don't know. It just seems like something that you don't really need. But the name is cool. It's called Here and Now, but it's spelled H-E-A-R. Get it? Yeah. (laughs) They tried. Anyway, we're not even at that point yet. So if it goes anywhere, we will report back. You will hear it from us. Our next story is from Christoph Trapp of AuthenticStorytelling.net. That's at C-TRAP on Twitter, T-R-A-P-P-E. And it's, My Honest Review of LinkedIn Live. Is it worth it? No. And he runs... At least you're being honest, right? That's the theme here. So he runs through the process both of doing it alone and with a guest, and he gives his opinion, which spoiler alert is that it is worth trying out. But he notes that there are some technical hurdles as well as some other challenges. So it's definitely worth the read. But he wants other people's opinions too, and Shep already said no, (laughs) but he posed the question out on the Twitterverse, and the poll is still open. So he asks, "How do you feel about LinkedIn Live?" And the options are Worth Trying and Waste of Time. Waste of Time is winning, but not by a landslide, which I'm surprised. Interestingly, though, he did not use a LinkedIn poll for this. Yeah. He did it on Twitter. Seriously. Maybe he knew people would be biased.
0: Yeah, that's weird. My favorite is when people have polls and one of the answers is like, show me the answers. And that always gets the most votes.
3: Yeah, that was not an option here. I actually had to
1: vote so I could see the answers. I voted Waste of Time. I love that because sometimes I just want to see what the answer is, but I don't want to screw up the poll.
0: Yeah, but I, I, every single time I see it, though, that's the most popular answer, and I just think it's funny.
3: Yeah, it should be a feature. It shouldn't be one of the answers you have to put in.
0: Agreed. Agreed. We're splitting hairs. Great
3: right. <laughs> Speaking of polls, Facebook Messenger taketh away, and Facebook Messenger giveth back, and better. The poll feature is back in Messenger and with an updated look, which is lovely. Everyone loves a good Makeover. So get excited if that's something you're into. And next up, users can now create messenger rooms from their direct inbox on Instagram. So it's just a starting point. You have to move over to Facebook Messenger once you actually create the room. It's fine. I'm not going to use this, but I'm sure other people will. The best part about this was Instagram's post. They said they started the whole announcement. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but they started it with an easy way to video chat with up to 50 of your favorite people. Yes, please. Like, that's really optimistic. I don't know 50 people. Never mind have 50 of them be my favorites. So
0: how do you decide who's talking?
1: I don't know. And get out of here, Jess. You know 50 people. Your husband's on Zoom beer meetings all the time. Yeah, but I don't go to those. I don't know any of those people.
3: (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I'll get invited via my uh, Instagram DMs and we'll see how that goes. But I just thought it was sweet that Instagram thinks that everyone has that many friends. It's just a nice thought helping people stay connected. And another way you can stay connected is a new app from Facebook's NPE or a new product experimentation team. It's called catch up and not the kind you put on hot dogs, but like catching up with people, but you have to say it fast because it's one word catch up. Basically it allows you, I got hot dogs on the mind. It was Memorial day weekend. (laughs) You don't even eat meat. I need the the fake hot dogs, the tofu dogs, which by the way, yes, of course. You have to do it real. You should have to eat those cold. Yeah, those
0: A boiled dogs. tofu dog sounds cruel and unusual.
3: Well, I don't <laughs> mind it. Like when I used to eat meat, a boiled hot dog was kind of my jam. I'm
0: not gonna lie. I liked that a lot. I don't eat hot dogs. I don't eat swine.
3: Oh. Wow. Ouch. I mean I don't either. Too close
0: to rodent? I would never even consider that. Please don't make me barf.
1: Don't worry, they're eating themselves, Chef. I sent I you an
0: article. It's so upsetting, and I couldn't figure out how to collapse the article you sent me in Slack, and it was just the worst part of my day yesterday.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can. You have to be the one that sends it, right? To get it to go away, the preview.
1: Chef, what's your what's your slogan? Is it you, I hate vermin? Is that the word you hate vermin or rodents? Vermin. It's got to be vermin. That's more of a chef term.
3: <laughs> just like she said swine. Other people would say pigs. <laughs> Oh, I love it. What are we talking about? Oh, um, up. So this is basically an app that allows you to have group phone conversations or as we call them in the professional world, conference calls. But this is more for a personal – it's on a personal level. And social media today basically calls it messenger rooms for voice calls. So it's cool. You can actually see who's available for a chat before you call them. So I like that. It's a nice feature. Finally, we have a political story. And anyone that's not living under a rock probably already knows what I'm about to say. But for those that don't <clears> – <throat> President Donald Trump is expected to order a review of a law that has long protected internet companies, including Twitter and Facebook, an extraordinary attempt to intervene in the media that experts say was unlikely to survive legal scrutiny. News of the proposed executive order came after Trump attacked Twitter for tagging the president's tweets about unsubstantiated claims of fraud in mail in voting with a warning prompting readers to fact check the posts. And before anyone fact checks marketing clock, I just straight up read that word for word from the Reuters article. So we will have the link in the show notes. You can read the whole thing if you want to dig into it further. As of the time that we've recorded this, the story is still developing. So I'm sure we'll have more to talk about in next week's show if there's any major impacts, but big things potentially happening in the social space
2: that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for working hard or hardly working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise.
0: I'm here with another buffer rant this week because I just love them so much. So last week I discovered that if you upload a video to Facebook and schedule it with Buffer, when it posts to the newsfeed, it looks perfectly normal. It has your caption like it's supposed to. Everything's great. But then if you go to your video library on the Facebook page or like one of your users looking at your Facebook page goes to your video library, the name of the file shows up as like the title of the video and you're not able to change that in Buffer at all and it looks bad and I don't like it at all. So thank you for nothing, Buffer. Once again. What about you, Jess?
3: So we use Asana around here, like it's going out of style, and it's been huge to keep everything organized, especially while we've been working remote, but we used it even before that. And I thought it was a fine tool already. We really, really love it. But I got an email from them today, you guys probably did too, announcing their new status feature that they've added. And I haven't used it yet, but I looked at the GIF and it looks pretty cool. You can assign a status to a project basically you can say if it's on track if it's at risk or if it's off track and it's got like red yellow green kind of like a traffic light and then you can with that post an update with more details so the whole team kind of knows where things stand knows what's up you can pull in any milestones that are still pending and things like that there's like a drag and drop interface it just seems really cool so for asana users keep an eye out for that anything that makes communication easier and clearer whether you're working from home or back at an office is just nice so thanks asana what about you greg
1: um, so one thing that was working hard this week for me was we've got a huge client, we talked about it before, well, a huge library of, of products. And when the COVID pandemic hit, we made a Corona list where we would block off these products that suddenly were very hard to get. They sold them, but became very, very hard to get. And we made, we add our, our master negative list, we added our, ca- our campaign negative lists, but then we had the separate COVID one that we can have to turn on and off at our, at our leisure. We had a really, really, really tough keeping things in stock. And by we, I mean our client. But we were able to just turn off our COVID list once the supply chain had been able to support everything. And that was just something that was working hard. We saw that coming, we planned for it. We didn't add it to a master list. We made a specific COVID list. So it made the process almost instantaneous when we could turn things back on. And we've had record months, record weeks, record everything. It's just one of those things we're planning a little bit ahead of time, even with something as much as a negative list in Google ads, and it is it goes a long way. And I was
2: appreciative of that, working hard. Now it's time for this week's WTH. Misguided.
0: I'm like, who does that? <laughs>
2: Just get rid of it. I'm over it. Where we rant, rave, and roll our eyes about our trending digital marketing topic. What are we coming to? Honestly. See what had us asking. W-T-H. This week.
0: Today for our WTH, we have a hard-hitting news article from the New York Times about the rise of cults on TikTok. The cult that this article focuses on is st- The step chickens cult. Are you guys familiar with it?
1: No. Are you speaking English? (laughs) I don't
0: know. I tried to text um, some of my informants about this today. Uh, I texted my sister, who's 21, if she knew what they were. She said, no, sir. And then I texted my brother, who's 15. He said, uh, no. And I said, do your homies know what they are? And he said, I don't know. Dude, sorry. I don't know what Step Chickens is. So I guess I have no sources. (laughs) So what makes these guys a cult? Apparently, they all changed their profile picture to this lovely selfie of their fearless leader, Melissa Ong. And it's like... Not a cute picture of her and she's like a cute girl like there's a video of someone talking in the news article and I didn't even think it was her at first but it is so this basically all started with Melissa posting videos of herself in a chicken suit and they'll also put these crazy pranks on people that Melissa leads where she'll say, okay, everyone go comment on this goat video with one person's profile, and everyone will do it. And the goat video person and the person they tag are so confused. Like, you really showed them step chicken. I don't understand the point of this. Or the name. It sounds like other than she wore a chicken suit
1: once. So what's the marketing angle on all this?
0: Thank you for asking, Greg. This basically all got really out of hand when the Houston Rockets, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Kansas City Chiefs, Adweek and the Washington Post all changed their profile photos to Miss Ong's face. As Wait. did Bob Saget's wife. What?
1: <laughs> Wait, just one of the chiefs? Just just the, the chief. Chief? Did chief?
0: Did I say chief? <laughs> No, the whole team. And just as a side note, the only one I looked into was the Washington Post because I thought that was like the most egregious that they would ever be a part of this. They have an embarrassing TikTok. Like they're trying so hard to be cool and they need to cut it out.
1: Yeah. I don't even know what this article is.
0: I don't know. What does Bob
3: Saget's wife have to do? Why is she in the know, but your 15-year-old brother isn't? I don't understand. That's what I'm
0: saying, and I have another friend who's my age, but she's into TikTok. Like My three sources, nobody knew what the step chickens were, but apparently they were a big deal. They are a big deal. They start wars with other TikTok cults. One prominent cult is Gary V's fam. Greg, you should join that one.
1: No thanks. But So the step chickens are fighting the Gary V fam, the Crush It gang?
0: Yeah, but they fight each other by like making memes and crushing it
1: back and forth i don't know are
3: are people Uh, aware that this is not what the word cult means this is more like
1: gangs if that's the case shamp i'm gonna go lay an egg (laughs) then i'm team step chicken
0: (laughs) it's just very sad and there's quotes in the article about people who are saying you know teenagers really need to be a part of something right now while they're staying at home like read a book this is just weird i don't understand And being a part of a
3: cult is not something that your mother would encourage. This is all wrong.
0: And it's, like, going to be all funny until someone does something crazy, and it's like, oh, I did it for the cult. Like, why are we doing this?
1: WTH. And now on to our grab bag. The segment's segments. And first up, burn your slacks. It's back! And The Verge has reported that Facebook says it will permanently shift tens of thousands of jobs to remote work. There's also a lot of Issues that came from what Zuck had said about paying people based on where they were located, but hey, you know, go burn your slacks if you're working at Facebook. Now the next segment is put your slacks back on, (laughs) take them out of the fire, douse them in water, because Sundar Pichai of Google said that Google employees can work from home for the rest of the year, but they are not ready to work from home full time. That Google will always need an in-person Human element. Weird. Coming from a company that's all AI, AI, machine learning, machine learning, AI, ML, AI, AI, ML. <laughs> no, yeah. Humans, it makes sense. So <laughs> I like that. And ad- additionally, Google is going to start reopening some offices July 6th. People can stay home for all 2020. And they're going to also help some people out if they don't have the equipment that they need at home. Do they wear but- slacks anyway? I don't think they do. Definitely not. Um, get your Adidas sweatpants on. I don't know. What do you wear at Google? If you're at Google, are jeans? Definitely. Tight jeans? Skinny jeans?
0: Like jeans with a T-shirt and a sport coat.
1: All right. Next up is our can't miss list. And this list comes from Tech SEO Women on Twitter. And this is a master list of community speakers, women in technical SEO, and more. I added the end more on. But you can look at – see a list of folks – who are willing to talk, willing to help out in analytics, content, digital PR, local SEO, PPC, and tech SEO. Next up is our show notes segment. Google's web.dev conference is coming together live online. Not not in actual physicalness, but they said these are unprecedented times. I've never heard that before. But you can join the web, Google's web platform team in the comfort of your homes to celebrate our community's actions, learn modern web techniques, and connect with each other. And the full agenda has been posted on web.dev forward slash live. And then next up is shut up and take my money. And this comes from John Henshaw over at Coywolf. And he runs through a step-by-step of how to work from home and put up lights in a smart format. If you want to let your family know that you're on an important call or recording a podcast, wow. so you, it's really cool. Check it out. There's an on air light basically where you hit a button. The only thing that I can't do is it's for all you Apple folks. I mean, you heard, you know, I'm Android and I'm PC, but it uses, I believe, WebKit, Apple's WebKit to, to do it. But he's got a nice step by step guide, talks about all the different things you need to buy, and it's really cool. He's got these hidden lights. And it lights up the TV to let his family members know to turn the volume down. It puts LED lights under the office door. And it's a nice tutorial for people that are going to be living in this strange world that we're in right now.
3: We could use that around here at my home for
1: sure. I don't think a zero year old is going to listen to red lights, Jess.
3: I'm talking more about the 33 year old that I live with who interrupted my call with you yesterday so rudely. Oh, okay. He can't be helped. (laughs)
1: And then lastly, it's extra, extra spice served up for you. We talked about it last week. The one and only Mark Saltarelli, at Mark underscore from underscore MKTG on Twitter, is recapping our shows. And guys, I think they're better than our shows. I want to highlight something he talked about last week. He just puts extra spice on everything and just comments. And last week, we had our after show where we don't talk about marketing. We had something called the COVID-38, and we had to try to guess the name of it. And Mark said, oh, I thought COVID-38 was like the COVID version of the freshman 15. <laughs> you listen to the show, you're a power listener. Follow Mark on Twitter. It's at Mark underscore from underscore M-K-T-G. It's better than the show.
2: And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our cool tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners and is really, really cool.
3: This week's cool tool is Make My Persona from HubSpot. This tool helps you create buyer personas through a guided series of questions by your customer, and it has a really nice interface, and it offers thought-provoking but not daunting questions for you to fill out. And when you're done, it creates a clean, organized visualization of your persona that you can share via a link with someone or just download as a PDF. So even if you already have a system for creating personas, it's worth a glance if you need some extra inspiration or to use as a starting point for collecting your thoughts. If you don't have a system, definitely check it out. It's free to use. Head on over to HubSpot.com slash make-my-persona and check it out.
2: Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show.
1: And this week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from Power Listener, the one, the only, Andrea Cruz Lopez, even though it's Andrea Cruz 92 on Twitter. But she has the article called 112 Google Ads Callout Extension Examples for B2B Advertisers. If you don't know what a callout is... It's a little bit of extra spice that you can add. I'm just all about spice today. A little bit of extra spice that you can add to your ads um, on, with, with Google or Microsoft. And she has a bunch of different ideas that you have. So she's got 26 different examples of B2B calls for products, call-outs for software, calls for white papers, webinars, and reports. Breaks down 11 examples for customer service. 14 examples for pricing, and 15 bonus examples for B2B call-outs. So if you are stuck, you don't know exactly what to do. It's inspiration. And a lot of times, you just get stuck in a rut, and Andrea is here to get you out of that rut, to get you and your clients making more money. Thank you, Andrea.
0: All right, that does it for today's show. Thank you to Ahrefs and Optio, today's fabulous sponsors. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock.
1: Remember, you can catch everything from this show on marketingoclock.com.
0: And while you're there, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And we will see you next week.
2: Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If today's show was of value to you, please subscribe, leave a review, or share with a colleague. If you are looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered.
0: Welcome to this week's Shootin' the Hack, where after our famous Friday news shows, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the Hack. And on today's show, we are playing everyone's least favorite game. (laughs) This is called Match the Movie Tagline to the Movie. Yes. Okay, so I have... A few different things here. I didn't really count. We can just go until it gets boring. Uh, Who wants to go first? Me. I think Greg said it first. Probably. Just by a second. Okay. The most beautiful story ever told.
1: This must be (laughs) Commando starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) No. (laughs)
0: What? Beauty and the Beast. I should have given Jess a chance to steal. I'm the worst game person, so we yeah. just won't do it that way. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jess. Yes. They're here. Dot, dot, dot.
3: Oh. um. Shoot. Close Encounters of the Third Kind.
0: No. Steal. Steal. I'll give you a try, but I didn't give Jess a try, so I'm not going to count it. Aliens. No. Polter it's Poltergeist? It's Poltergeist. Cool. I should have said it. In- if I said it in the voice, he would have gotten it, but I did that on purpose. They're here. Yeah, I'm, I should get it. I get it. One point for me. <laughs> I'll give it to you, whatever. You guys might not get any points. Greg, his whole life was a million to one shot.
1: Rookie of the year.
0: No, I thought you had it.
1: Stop. Rookie of the year. Look it up, quick. Rookie of the year.
0: No, it's happy it's Gilmore. Rocky.
1: <laughs> I disagree.
0: It's Rocky. Okay, Jess, for God's sake, get out.
1: <laughs> Are you just talking to Jess, or is that her clue? <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Get out! No, Greg. Any thought? You
1: didn't let can, me. Can you, Jess, sh- can you repeat the question? Can you repeat the question?
0: I'm not going to let him steal. I just want to know if he can get it.
1: Can you repeat the question?
0: For God's sake, comma. Get out! Exclamation point.
1: The Sisterhood of the Traveler. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's the amityville horror okay i think the next two are a little easier
3: was that the slogan for the ryan reynolds version too or just the original i have no idea i've never seen either i know know. it's like a hoax though right i think yeah like that some parts of it are true but the family like way played it up or
0: something i don't know yeah okay it's jess's turn or no yes
1: no it's my turn i tried to steal and i missed okay how dare you, Jess?
0: <clears throat> I mean, there are no
1: rules. Everybody's <laughs> least favorite game, Jess.
0: Here's the tagline: He was never in time for his classes. He was never in time for his dinner. Then one day, he wasn't in his time at all. What? <laughs> Come on! I thought you could get this one. Oh,
1: a Teen Wolf. There no,
0: you go. No, he wasn't in his time at all.
1: Back to the Future.
0: Yes, Jess. I think you'll get yours anyway. Same Don't person. be mad.
1: I had the same actor, Marty McFly, there. Maybe that counts. That's counts, not the
0: actor's I, name, Marty McFly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's your tagline. Okay. If he were any cooler, he'd still be frozen, baby. Oh,
1: Steel. man.
3: Uh, no, Steel. no, no, no. You <laughs> can, you can't steal. It's steal Austin yet. Powers. It's yeah. Austin
0: Powers. You got it.
3: Oh, no, the I'm not one with Brennan Frazier
1: and Polly Shore.
0: And
3: Sinoman. Man. What is He's that? literally
1: frozen. Oh, my gosh. Literally. You've never seen literally. that,
3: Shep? I don't know if you'd like it, but it's really funny.
1: You'd hate it, Shep. Please I don't even
3: know what you're talking about. Do you, do you seen know the Shores?
0: No. Oh,
1: Mitzi Shores' no. son? <laughs> what?
0: From the comedy store. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about at all. The Weasel, right?
1: Weasel the Juice.
0: Yeah. Okay. Should I give you each one more?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> People love this.
0: I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good one. <laughs>
1: I, mean, I of their seats right now.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, the score right now, in case anyone is wondering, Jess has two, Greg has one, and I'm keeping a track of these in Slack with emojis, and Jess is the girl shrugging, and Greg is the where am I face. Perfect. (laughs) Which is an internal joke, so nobody's going to know what that is. (laughs) Okay. Whose turn is it?
1: Greg. (laughs) (laughs) Did I just get another point?
0: No, it's Greg's turn. Okay, I play fair. In space, no one can hear you scream. Can I take it? Interstellar, Interstellar. No, no, it's alien.
1: 13 ghosts.
0: Yeah, just got
1: it. 13 ghosts. 13 ghosts <laughs>
0: is not in space. Okay, you, you don't know. Jess has one more chance to just really kick Greg's butt because she's up three to one right now. Every man dies. Not every man really lives. Steal. No, you can't steal. It's Forrest Gump. no. Tear bun. <laughs> that is about a dog. Oh.
1: So, who won?
0: Braveheart just won. Okay, another amazing game. We will see you next week.